Season's greetings, everyone. It's that time of year again. No matter what you're celebrating this holiday season, Amazon has gifts for everyone. Go to D2RPN.com and click the Amazon banner and help out the D2R Podcast Network. Happy holidays from everyone here at the D2R Podcast Network. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. It's that time of year again, and if your guy or your girl's got a beard and you want to celebrate with them, why not buy them some Phoenix Beard Oils? We've got great holiday scents that make you just cream your jeans. So check out phoenixbeardoils.com and give somebody the bird for the holiday season. Ho, ho, motherfucking ho. Do you have a question, comment, or concern? 872-242-8311. Or maybe you'd just like to hear your voice instead of ours. 872-242-8311. Then call the D2R Podcast Network hotline at USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. No matter the time or day, you can call 24-7 and operators will be standing by. 872-242-8311. Your call is important to us. 872-242-8311. So once again, USA Chat 311. Undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey Dave. Hi. Um, today we're going to commentate on the truth about skinwalkers. It's an exclusive interview. I like it. I We're like not it conducting the interview, but it's an exclusive interview, I think. So let's just get right into it, because, uh, you know, that's what we do. Whoa. Really? Tyler from Secure Team? Is that you? Hey, guys. It's Tyler from Secure Team. Skinwalker Ranch, an anomaly within an anomaly. really making us wait there, isn't it? In 1978, a local newspaper reported high activity in the Uinta Basin. Silver dome-shaped objects were seen, flying saucers. Some witnesses observing the display from close proximity, from underneath the craft, 
UFOs were buzzing the locals with jagged green lights like fire. Nothing really changes. It's constant. The phenomenon is engaging people. It's a pattern of close encounters. It's commonplace. People hunt the cause. Scientists investigate the carnage. The NIDS team tried to quantify the performances. They created control studies for plant growth. They monitored the environment. They calculated the variables. They analyzed every event. But mostly, they waited for the phenomenon to express itself. And the phenomenon seemed to toy with them, to play games with them. Silence, followed by dramatic displays of control. It did what it wanted. It does what it wants. To anybody. It was dead night. Then out of nowhere, that weird flash. Can you see that? Look at that. That's amazing. That's not possible. That is not possible. There is some kind of intelligence operating here. And you're not allowed to talk about it. This is like the Area 51 of the paranormal. So many things have happened on the properties that have not been made public. Going public now. It is perhaps the most important scientific effort of our time. The Pentagon and CIA, they've been investigating encounters with the paranormal at the ranch. We're talking about unidentified flying objects. UFOs. The program received more than $20 million for its work. This is a potential threat, a grave one to our country. And everybody who lives there knows about it. Something is here. Something that the government's doing. Right above my head, and I could hit it with a tennis ball. The skinwalker is extraterrestrial. They should not have vanished, but they vanished. We are on the eve of something momentous. Will any of the fingers be pointing toward Skinwalker Ranch? Declassified videos, authentic Department of Defense footage, published in December. Oh my God, there's a whole fleet of them. Look on the essay. Yes. So those are real videos released from the Department of Defense. Yeah. Have you, you seen remember these before? That? No. This came out like I want to say, man, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Probably six to nine months ago now, but yeah, they. Um, this was it. Shortly was around that time we uh, were covering what's his name from Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. And all that. The Department Tom. of Defense literally like right after all that shit with Tom DeLonge and all that became like popular the dod released these fucking bunch of shit why do i not remember that you'd think i'd remember seeing those videos oh we didn't watch the videos on the podcast but they came out we didn't watch the videos but i all that shit came out like right after that and i think we moved on to other topics so 
Sometimes I feel like I bore you with certain things. No, dude, no, dude. So it's like I move, um, move on, you know. Real time, um, two nights ago, I'm 90% sure I saw a UFO. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So. Let's hear it. We'll let the dogs out, okay? And came back inside. It was dark. It was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I was in pajama pants because we were painting, so I didn't have my phone on me, which fucking bullshit, but. So I let the dogs out, come back in. I literally shut the door coming in, and the dogs were going fucking crazy. And Joe was in the bathroom, so I let him in, see what's going on. So I go in, and the boy dog was like in the corner of the, the yard, back corner, or the front corner way over here, barking up a storm. The other one was just standing in the middle of the fucking yard, just staring. And I'm like, what the fuck? So he runs at me, like he's scared, like he saw something and he was scared. So I grab him, I hook him up, bring him inside, and I come back out to get the girl. And I just kind of happened to look up, like kind of where she was looking, and I saw a white light blink once, then it was gone. Like I never saw... Like, usually if it's like a plane, you see the blinking light, and it's constant. It was just a flash of white light, and then gone. Hmm. So, I don't know what it is. And where I was looking, there were no trees, so it wasn't like a tree hit it and I lost it. There was nothing there. It was just a white flash of light and gone. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's weird. And, of course, I didn't say anything to Joy, but I waited. I'm like, all right, maybe it disappeared. It's going to fly over my head. I'll hear it, see it, something. Nothing. Brought the dog in because the dog was scared. So she saw something, too. She was scared. Brought her in. I didn't even say it's Joy because it would freak her out. But I bring her in, and it sounded like a plane was going overhead. But it didn't sound like a normal plane. It was a louder noise. So I, I don't know. Hmm. So something was there, though. Because yeah. the dog was freaking out, and the other one was, like, frozen. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And it was probably... I don't know. It was really a small light, so it was pretty far away from where I saw it. Right. But who knows if it was over my over my house beforehand. It scared the dogs by the time I got there because they fly so fast. I don't know. I just it just it reminded me of this. I was going to say something earlier, and I forgot until I saw that video. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot about that white light. It's very strange. Christ, my all dogs right. making all kinds of noise. Let's go back. Um, so what we just heard was the trailer i think for the hunt for the skinwalker it's a movie a documentary that is coming out or is out i'm not sure um so i think the next part of this is maybe the interview part okay. so i thought that we were watching the hunt for the skinwalker i don't know maybe we are i don't fucking know <laughs> oh available now no, hey what is up guys tyler here with secure team so the video you just saw is a brand new trailer for the brand new film that has just now gone live, it is out for you guys to watch. The film is known as Hunt for Skinwalker. And if you guys remember, a few weeks back, I featured another trailer for this film, and I talked to you guys uh, a little bit about the worldwide controversy surrounding a ranch located in Utah that has for hundreds of years now been not only known but feared in many cases as one of the, if not the number one hotbed for UFO activity on planet Earth and not just UFO activity. I mean, this place is a mixture of every sort of strange area of this topic from aliens, UFOs, the paranormal, poltergeists, ghosts, strange energies, actual physical manifestations and creatures. And well, today we have something very special for you guys. 
do not click off of this video. Be sure to watch until the very end because you're not going to want to miss it. And if you guys are really, really looking for some answers as well as some evidence that will prove to you just how real this phenomenon is, be sure to stay right here and watch this entire video. So without further ado, not only did I want to feature for you this new trailer, much more importantly, what you guys are about to hear is an exclusive interview with Secure Team and the creator of this new film, Hunt nice. for Skinwalker, the man who actually went down to this ranch and came out with this over two-hour-long masterpiece of a documentary. And believe me, I do not say that lightly. There's very few films that I will actually vouch for seriously, and this is one of them. So without further ado... Be sure to watch all of this and listen, because I've got something else very special coming at the end of the interview. So let's go ahead and talk with the man himself and the creator of this new film, Mr. Jeremy Corbell. All right, so I'm going to pause it there before we get into that interview. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just want to say, since it's available now, you can get it on iTunes, you can rent it for $4.99 or buy it for $14.99, mm -hmm. and it's also available on Vimeo On Demand. So it's not on Amazon. I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. The things at Amazon. So I mean, well, it's, I'm it's just cool saying that's way. what's coming up on the website. The website is huntthe-skinwalker.com/slash/the-film, um, and that's what they have. I, I clicked on the thing that said "get the film here." It mm -hmm. actually came out on 9/11. Nice. Kind of, kind of weird, uh, silly, but uh, it's based on the best-selling book by George Knapp, who's the guy that did all them interviews with uh, what's his name mm -hmm. from uh, Area 51 and all that. Um, and Dr. Colm Kelleher, filmmaker Jeremy Corbell, is launching his new film. That's who we're about to hear the interview with. Um, but, yeah, I want to go to Amazon real quick and see if we can see. Click the banner. Well, let's make sure it's there. No, I'm telling you to click it anyway. Shit, big Hunt. Boom. Rent or buy. Hunt for the Skinwalker. Four ninety nine to eleven ninety nine, so but it doesn't seem like it can buy a physical copy. Yeah, it looks like it's just on streaming. Wait, what's only. this right here? Ah, you can get the book Hunt for the Skinwalker, which is what the movie is based on for fifteen twenty nine. Mm -hmm. Uh brand new with Prime. Or used for as low as $10.04. Obviously, you want to go to d2rpn.com, click the Amazon banner, then go buy the book, rent the movie, buy the movie, whatever you want to do from Amazon. That's mm -hmm. how you want to do it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look like you can get a physical copy. I wonder why. I hate this shit. Why, what is going on with all these not physical copies of things? Some of us still like physical copies of things. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Let's all right. Let's interview. Dave's excited. I am. All right, well, uh, we are here with Jeremy Corbell, a very busy man these days. Jeremy, thank you for coming on the channel today. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. You're a busy man. I mean, you are doing many, many things at once right now. You have just finished and put out this new film, Hunt for the Skinwalker. Congratulations on the film, man. I hear it's doing wonderful, and as I'm just looking... Uh, you have hit number one in top documentaries on iTunes. It's incredible the response that has happened in the last 24 hours. This is just amazing. There's an appetite for this story and this information that is beyond what I ever imagined. And I'm very excited because 
I never knew that I was going to be able to get this movie out. So amazing. Exactly. I mean, you've, you've accomplished something amazing here. And as I was saying earlier, before we get into this, and I've said this before to my viewers and I said it to you, you know, there's very few people I collaborate with here on the channel. Um, you know, there's a, a ton of UFO and alien related paranormal movies that come out every single year. And lately, at the very least, a lot of them just lack the hard evidence. They, they're full of fluff. They just don't do the job. And, you know, I, I really kind of shy away from featuring those films. But as I was saying to you after I watched the uh, screener of it last night, um, I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, this film, over two hours long, um, I didn't know what I was, you know, gonna gonna find out going into it, but you really hit the ball out of the park. I mean, this is truly a evidence-rich film with that contained information that I'd never heard before, and that's coming from someone who's been running, you know, an alien research channel for five years now. And um, I want to let my viewers know this is not just some shameless plug here. I truly am extremely pleased to feature your film and i want my fans to go and see it uh so uh, congrats again man appreciate it thanks man I, I really appreciate it i mean look whenever you are reporting in this field as, as you well know you're going to have criticism and you're not doing this right or you're not doing that right bottom line is you know we're putting stuff out and we're trying to get closer to the truth and yeah, this film absolutely is, is is rich with evidence, depending on what you consider evidence to be. Look, what happened at Skinwalker Ranch, it frustrated multiple teams of PhD level scientists over years. It, it is an elusive phenomenon. But ultimately, and bottom line, if I can put this film out and engage people in this topic to have the discussion, then I have won. You know, praise and blame, it's all the same. People can say they like or don't like the movie. What I care is they see it and they analyze the information for themselves. Right, exactly. And I think there is a shortage of films like this these days. I mean, I encounter this problem daily when I, I mean, I I used to post a video every day, and I kind of, sometimes it's just on one topic. Sometimes it's on five different topics in one video. And the problem that a lot of researchers in this field come up with today is a lack of evidence. Not so much a lack, but almost a lack of um, the ability to, to get a hold of the evidence, to get out there and talk to people, and especially for people like me who really don't get to leave the house. We just kind of have to go with the evidence we see online or find online, you know, I mean, I've done videos on Skinwalker Ranch in the past, but unlike you, I was not able to get out there and really get on the ground and talk to these people. So can I ask you, I mean, was this just one of your sort of, you know, a hot topic in your mind that you wanted to learn more about and you just kind of, you know, made a phone call to George Knapp who worked on the film with you? I mean, how did this film get made? Was it just as simple as that? Yeah, I mean, no, nothing is that simple in this, you know, field of topic, you know, in this topic, and nothing is definitely that simple with Skinwalker. I, I think it was a, I think it was a, you know, a combination of determination and luck. So, you know, obviously George Knapp is my mentor in journalism, and and I was pestering him. I mean, I he kept this story secret since the day he, he learned it. He was able to put the book out about the ranch. But, you know, he was asked to, to hold in confidence the things that, that he was learning. And 
he, he wanted the information out. He wanted to make a documentary about it. That's the footage you see when I blend the archive news reports in the film. That's all stuff George Knapp recorded. So I was pestering him and bothering him and, you know, saying, hey, you know, is there a way we can get this out? Is there a, some way? And then opportunity arose in the sale of the ranch where Bigelow sold the ranch to another private individual. And all of a sudden, you know, there's this opportunity and that individual does want to get some of this information out and allowed me, as you saw in the film, to interview him. And although he's keeping his confidentiality uh, of his identity, I, I think it's it's really cool. Let us on the ranch, let us film. So it was determination and, and luck with timing and, and really just me being annoying, I think, to George. <laughs> right. Well, that's what you have to do these days. And yeah. kudos to you for, I mean, George Knapp. For those of you guys who don't know, I mean, this guy has been in the trenches for years, uh, you know, specifically for his investigative journalism of Skinwalker Ranch. Now, for those of you who are new to the channel, um, I've done videos on this before in the past. Uh, a few weeks ago, I featured the trailer for your new film. But for those of you who don't know, I mean, basically, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, sometimes called Sherman Ranch or UFO Ranch, it's a, it's a large property uh, near the small town of Ballard, Utah, about 500 acres in size. Uh, it borders with the – is it the Ute Indian Reservation? Yeah, the Ute. Ute. Got it. Mm -hmm. I, I have a way of butchering words here, so I'm glad to have <laughs> you. You can correct me when I'm wrong. Me too. Um, now, I mean the, the term skinwalker, does that come from the, uh, the Navajo Indians? I mean this goes back hundreds of years. And what exactly yeah, does that name come from? What does it uh, stand for? Sure. Yeah, so it, it is a Native American term. So the, the way this went down is there has been activity of high strangeness in the Uinta Basin, as what, what we know as the Uinta Basin. I mean, for hundreds of years, if not thousands, as we kind of can collect from all this time that, you know, the phenomenon has been expressing itself since at least the beginning of recorded human history, if not before. So this is something that we have lived with as humans for a very long time. In the tradition, in, in the Native American tradition, the, so the, the skinwalker, you know, as you said from Navajo and in the Ute tradition is like a shapeshifter, uh, a witch, uh, a trickster. It's a catch-all phrase for, you know, these kind of bizarre things. But, in the area, this is something that has been referenced so many times when George Knapp was reporting and going to the ranch and documenting that it stuck with him. Junior Hicks, I think, said it to him first that this ridge around the ranch is, you know, that, that is Skinwalker Ridge. It's known as Skinwalker Ridge. And it's an area that people aren't supposed to go. So that's where the name of the book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, came from. It borrowed from that Native American tradition. And then obviously that moves over into the movie. You know, this movie is, is about that journey that people took, the scientific teams. Now we know. And as you learned from the movie, yes, there was a scientific team through NIDS, National Institute of Discovery Science, through Robert Bigelow. That was private industry. That was an individual who paid for the scientific study of what he thought was a UFO activity at a ranch, but ended up being a lot more than that. But as you know, through the movie, the ranch was studied by the Defense Intelligence Agency. There was a larger, bigger study, way beyond a tip and what has been announced, which was a uh, passive UFO study, right? A reactive UFO study. We're now talking about the United States government through the Defense Intelligence Agency studying Skinwalker Ranch. That is what happened. Harry Reid, you know, helped fund that 22 million, helped spearhead that to study the paranormal. 
that is part of American history. And you learn about that in the movie. Right. And I think that just for the simple fact, I mean, there's a ton of skeptics out there. As you know, I get them posting comments on it. Almost every video I post, people are out there that somehow have this thought in their head that the entire alien or paranormal phenomena is just hogwash. And, I mean, I don't know where it comes from. I mean, I've said on my channel time and time again, there are mountains of evidence. And the only way you're not going to see it is if you choose not to see it, but it's there. And I, I think aside from eyewitness testimony, which there is a ton in the case of Skinwalker Ranch, video footage, um, I think the simple fact that you have the U.S. government investigating this place i mean that piece of evidence just that fact alone is that's enough to me at least to tell me or anyone else that this is a this is the real deal the u.s government does not do anything without reason would you agree yeah i mean look tyler we should pay attention that is kind of the point i am skeptical too i am not asking or telling anybody to believe anything i am begging them to look at the evidence, to look at the stories that includes witness testimony, to try to understand the nature of reality through these experiences and the testimony of people involved. So yeah, the fact the United States government spent $22 million essentially to study Skinwalker Ranch, and that story is going to come out even more. There's a lot more to it, but that is a, that is an indicator for sure. But but let's go beyond that. If if you're just completely skeptical and you're blind to the mountains and mountains of evidence generationally over the decades, you know that's your problem. It really doesn't. I have no need to convince people. I don't really know what's going on to begin with. I just know there appears to be a non-human intelligence engaging humanity, and that it's been doing so since the beginning of recorded human history at least. It is fascinating. It is big question time here. It allows us to question some of the bigger things. If you're blind to that, if you're going to dismiss millions and millions of people because you're smarter than them, well, well, go ahead. That's, that's on you. Enjoy your life. I am much more interested in trying to get closer to the truth than proving myself you know, right about everything. So right. it's a mystery. It's a big mystery. Right. And I, I mean I, I don't think – I think anybody studying this topic who claims to know the answers is selling you up the river. I mean first of all, this topic, one of the biggest problems is lack of, I guess you would say, concrete evidence. I mean I think, I think a lot of the evidence the government knows about, they've kept this – from us for years. I mean, that's what I've discovered in almost every facet of this phenomenon. But Skinwalker, I mean, would you agree that Skinwalker is a bit of an anomaly within an anomaly? Because first you have the topic of aliens, UFOs, the paranormal, um, this sort of interaction with something off-world, this sort of interaction with something that may have been here. I don't know whether you would call it ghosts or poltergeist, some sort of energy. So Skinwalker is kind of an anomaly within an anomaly because relatives oh, visiting you USA. Son of a bitch. That's what, I didn't know there was ads in here. Well, I'm gonna turn it down every time there's a fucking ad. It's only ten seconds, but still. Yeah. The activity surrounding Fuckers. this ranch is Why not just aliens. It's not just UFOs. One, it's not one just more, yeah. poltergeist. It's not just this weird energy. Snuck so up on us. So would you say it, yeah. it definitely is an anomaly 
among, I mean, it encompasses literally every facet of this sort of paranormal phenomena, and it's unexplainable. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great way to put it. There's a lot of ways to put it. Some people say it's a paranormal Disneyland. I mean, it's just too wild, everything that occurs there. I, I say, you know, Skinwalker Ranch is the Area 51 of the paranormal. Look, I, I don't know what's going on there. I have made a whole movie on it. I've talked with all the scientists involved. I've, you know, kind of walked in the, you know, footprints of George Knapp following him through this journey in the film, as you'll see. And and what I have to say is that it's it's absolutely wild it's a brain teaser so just to give your fans a concrete understanding we're talking about the uinta basin the 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 skinwalker ranch it is a 500 or 480 acre maybe 500 acre plus parcel of land that was used as a living laboratory both by private industry under robert bigelow and a scientific team called nids and also through a government a defense intelligence agency study that that was called bass well bass was the organization that studied under a program called AWSAP. So so that's the, the, the facts of it. Now, what occurred there and what has been reported there, it does, as you said, Tyler, it ranges from U- classic close encounters, UFO activity, balls of light that induce external fear, creatures, and we're talking beings, uh, sentient, precognitive, uh, they call it... Uh, a precognitive sentient intelligence, you know, mists that invade uh, physicists' minds, beings and ships that come out of what have the optical nature of a wormhole, like a porthole. All of this is reported. Now, if any of this is true, any of it, it's game-changing. It absolutely shows that there is some sort of parallel between what we call UFO activity, which, you know, the simple-minded way to look at it is Beings from other star systems, obviously, but prob- but the problem is the fly in the ointment, as one of the scientists says, the evidence doesn't show that. What is going on in the Uinta Basin and other places of you know hotspots in this world seem to meld and mix this absolute bizarre phenomena that, that you described as poltergeist or paranormal and other people describe as aliens. So, yeah, it's wild. It is wild, and I think that is what's so amazing about this area because it encompasses so many different areas of this just sort of everything you could kind of lump together into yeah. this topic. And and as you said, I mean, I, I don't want to give any spoilers really to the film because you just got to sit and watch it. I mean, going into it, I thought, all right, I had just come off sort of a, a – a, a very terrible other movie that I had just watched, and it was about 40 minutes of fluff. I mean, nothing to it, and I kind of went into this thinking, okay, well, this may be around 40, 50 minutes of uh, them talking about the ranch and, and some things that happen there that are easily findable online. But it was two over two straight hours of... I mean, in the film, there is footage shown, and, and your uh, George Knapp is in this film... You know, he. For those of you guys who don't know out there, let's sort of break this down without giving too many spoilers. So, as you said, this has been going on for hundreds, potentially thousands of years. The Native American Indians um, experienced it. Uh, the reports of this mysterious activity started gaining traction in the 1940s and 1950s as a hotbed for this activity. Later in 1994, sort of when things started ramping up more, and that was when. Uh, Terry and Gwen Sherman, which I, I believe those are um, pseudonyms 
for the royal family. Is that correct? So actually, I call them the Gormans because I don't want to identify them by their proper name. So okay. in the book, they use the term Gorman, but that's fine, you know. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Okay, no, that's no problem at all. That's people know the identities and names. Uh, journalistically, I'm going to go with Gorman. Gorman. Okay. Okay, and that's why I'm glad to have you here because you can correct me. I mean, there's info online, as you know, but you've been there. You can correct me when I'm sure. wrong. So the Gormans, they uh, move into the ranch. What was it? 1994. Right, so that's their pseudonym that we use, the Gormans. They, they, they did, um, yeah, it might have been 94. I know uh, Robert Bigelow bought the ranch in 1996, so that timeline right. is about right. And is it true, and I know you go over this in the film, but I, I just want to clear this up. Was the family, uh, after having experienced a range of strange, some would say disturbing activity, um, such as uh, UFOs, uh, cattle mutilations, crop circles, hearing voices. Um, is it true that they were literally, uh, I guess you could say, driven from the home and the ranch? Yeah, yeah, to a high degree. I mean, the way that it was explained to me and the way I understand it, uh, and all, from all the testimony from people around that time, and, you know, this was a happy family coming in to raise their cattle, and that's what they were doing, and they were happy to get this beautiful parcel of land. But over the months and months, it, it, it drove them to places that they were really terrorized by whatever this phenomenon is, whatever was occurring at the ranch. At, by the end, they were all huddled in one room, you know, for safety, kind of sleeping. Uh, yeah, it did terrorize them. And I think that Tom Gorman, as he's called in the book, The Rancher, I think he wanted answers. You know, he wanted to know, is this the government trying to drive us off the property? And you'll see a very dramatic moment in my movie where you will see the effects of the phenomenon on locals, on people that live there. Very dramatic effects and, and how it how it disturbs them. You know, who is this? What is this? What is causing this? Is this government or is this truly paranormal? So you've right. got a happy family, as you said, coming in, and over the months and months, I mean, it just terrorized them. Right. And as you said, I mean, this film is chock full. I couldn't believe uh, how many interviews and how many locals you were able to get access to who just poured their hearts out, sometimes getting extremely emotional, talking about what happened to them. I mean, a lot of people yeah. are in that area, they will not go near this ranch because of what has occurred. Right, and, and, and people are hesitant you know, to talk about this. I mean, imagine if somebody like me comes to you and says, hey, will you come on camera and tell me all of these wild things that happened to you and how it affects your life and your family and illnesses in your family. I mean, man, people, you know, to open up on that level – it's like floodgates sometimes open. They just – they have to get it off their chest. So I'm really grateful for the people that did open up because they, they do want answers. You know, look – let's look at broad strokes again. Skinwalker Ranch is the most massively scientifically studied what we call paranormal or UFO hotspot in human history, hands down, both private study and government study. The, this will never happen again. What you're seeing in this film will never be replicated. The, the footage during the active investigations at the ranch, thanks to George Knapp and what he was filming at that time, he wanted to do a documentary. He was asked not to put it out because by doing that, it'll put too many eyes on the ranch during a critical time of study. So he totally went with that. He says, okay, I understand. 
and and he was allowed to do a book, but not with a single picture. Right. With this film, you get hours of footage That's crazy. from the ranch itself. Right. So that documentary that was Why? buried was basically allowed right? to come out now. Right. Um, it's an exciting. They probably knew they were going to try and, and sell you it. Know, and that's what I was going to touch on next. And you you said it perfectly. Was that aside from just the eyewitness interviews? And you know, I mean, any film can chalk itself full of of interviews with people saying this happened, that happened. And as you have said before, you know, uh, of all of the evidence out there, some people don't put this type of ed- evidence as high on a pedestal, but. Eyewitness evidence, as you've said, is I think, and I agree with you, one of the most compelling types of evidence because when you have enough people talking about the same subject and their stories are being corroborated, that is devastating. And not just the eyewitness testimony because some people can watch a film and they say, okay, he did a lot of great interviews with people, but that's it. And, and what I love about this film is that Not only are you getting these interviews with people describing what they have encountered on this, but as you said, I mean, (laughs) the video footage that has been kept in secret uh, for years uh, that is courtesy of George Knapp, actual video footage, photographic evidence in this film, that was truly compelling as well. And, you know, I can only imagine what it was like for you to, to, to review this footage for the first time after so many years. Yeah, it's incredible that, you know, people argue about this. Okay, so what is evidence to you? And then, and then my question is, evidence of what? So for example, is a, a cattle mutilation evidence? If you find a dead animal that's there and you know it was done within 40 minutes, you know the blood was drained, it's missing critical parts of its organs and its body, that it was done with two different metallic objects, and that is physical evidence. I mean, that is evidence. Evidence. How do they know? 40 minutes, two different metallic objects. That's a, that's my question. Well, we have to watch the movie to see that, I think. Well, yeah, I guess so. But um, And then the other thing I wanted to say was, so they're saying that the eyewitness, um, the eyewitness whatever, is the most compelling mm-hmm. testimony. That's the word I was trying to think of. Eyewitness testimony or whatever, that it is most compelling but yet in the court of law eyewitness testimony is literally equivalent to a uh, lie detector test and basically not considered at all right so why is that why is it and according to the law not even really accepted or it's validated as anything wherein now these guys are saying that eyewitness testimony from all these people it's compelling meaning all these people couldn't be wrong. Well, one of all these people are wrong. Right. Well, I think in the whole the whole thing is it's it's perception. You know, in, in what you deem to be real is not necessarily what someone else deems to be real. So, if there's a, a window here, we don't hear what's going on, and you see a guy yelling at a woman, throwing his arms, throwing his arm up, throwing a big fucking deal, and the girl's crying, well, you're going to assume that either he just fucking yelled at her, broke up with her or something, when in actuality, she, he's excited because he just won a million dollars. He just won a fucking lotto to his wife. She's finally, she's crying out of like, oh, thank God, yeah. because we have all these yeah. bills. So what I see, so when, and then she shows up dead later, I said, yeah, I saw him fighting with her two hours before she died. Yeah. 
But you didn't hear. I didn't hear what they said. I just saw it. That's what I saw. You know what I mean? So I think perception, what I believe, because I don't know the intent. I don't know what was said. You know, so I think that's why it's so easily dismissed in a court of law. Because. But when you're trying to make a case for this ranch, Mm -hmm. it's compelling. Yeah. And I think for the paranormal thing uh, on that aspect, it's people. If they're, because exactly that, people have different perceptions. So if a hundred people are saying they're experiencing the same thing, that a hundred people's perceptions are of the same thing, but would not a hundred people seeing somebody in exactly same, what you same same yeah. would all? I guarantee you, all hundred will probably perceive it the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Why is that though? Is that conditioning in our society? I, I think it probably to cause is. that. It could be, and I think the other thing too is because. It's so easy for people to dismiss paranormal UFOs, whatever. Oh, that's Which a bunch of fucking hogwash. So it's, it's conditioning. So I think if a hundred people that have that same conditioning of, well, it's fucking all bullshit, and all of a sudden they're believers, there's got to be something to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it you're is- skeptical as fuck because you've never seen or experienced any type of paranormally type thing. Well, I have, I've seen but sh- I've been able to debunk, debunk it. it. Yeah, yeah. As I've far as I'm concerned. I can't, I can't debunk, so. Yeah. Well, the fucking thing you saw the other night. I mean, yeah. I'm, I've seen things in that respect that are, are interesting, more so on the UFO front than not, but I don't know. It's uh, the fact that the government will put money into this tells me there's something <laughs> to it. Bless you. And the fact that they wanted him silenced for so long, too. Yeah. You know, but I think a lot of it is because, like he said a little bit ago, he he wanted they they wanted him silenced because there was an ongoing investigation. They didn't want to skew ideas. And and, and I get that. But on the same token, if they're paying $22 million for the government to do whatever, I don't think they're going to be skewed by some random journalistic idea. The same guy that fucking did a goddamn report on. What's his name out of Area 51? Right. They didn't suppress him then. Why are they suppressing him about this? I don't know. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. they did try and suppress George Knapp after that whole Area 51 expose. But it, it still got out there. Right. That's why we all know him. I know I can't think of his fucking name right now. Yeah, I can't either. I, like, I know his name. Why do I always forget that I know guy's you're name? I about, but I can't think of the name either. I think they're fucking with me. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. I definitely want to see the movie now. Well. ...of what? We don't know the mechanism of this mutilation. Another example of physical evidence is the, the magnetization of, of the whole corrals when those bulls were jammed into that, that one little trailer. Okay, that's physical evidence. The scientists studied you know, this and, and came up with, wow, this is highly magnetized. But evidence of what? And like you said, the ice circle that occurred there. Uh, and again, witness testimony, it, it is evidence. People will argue that all day long. But there, and there's different qualities of evidence when it comes to witness testimony. When, when people don't know each other and they're spread out by distance and they all report the same thing from different angles, that is evidence. We put people away for life. We put people to capital punishment based on eyewitness testimony. Yeah, and much but, less. And much less. And there's, but the, look, there's different, I admit, there's different levels and different qualities of, of evidence when it comes to eyewitness testimony. But you, you know, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You need to take all of this together and look at it 
for yourself. I, I saw a critic today reporting on another critic's report of the movie, and I thought it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. You haven't watched it for yourself. So that's the point. Is it easier to sit behind and not get physically in, involved and not really look at this and not try to form your own opinion? Or you can look at it yourself and you can try to understand it you know, for yourself. And that's the point for all of us, I think. Right. I agree fully. And uh, just like you, I mean, you know, originally when I first started the channel, I, I thought I knew it all. So, you know, I, I would say, as a matter of factly, this is what's going on, that's what's good. But I learned over the years as I matured a little bit that we really don't know what's going on. And I am the same way. I tell my viewers, look, I'm going to present this to you. I may give my opinion of what I think it may be, what it, what it may not be. I may, to may be totally wrong. But at the end of the day, look at the evidence, make your own decision. And honestly, I don't think anyone would be able to watch this film, really watch it. And just from all the evidence you've put into this, I mean, two hours, I mean, that's that's really a small amount of time to jam-pack all the evidence, and I'm sure you have much more, but you did a wonderful job of putting it together. I mean, the editing, cinematography is great. Um, I don't see how anyone could come away from this film not believing, at least believing 100% that there is something strange going on here. You don't have to come away saying, okay... I, you know, knowing 100% what is going on, but that something is going on here. I think that is without question after watching this. Yeah, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I don't care what people believe. What I really am passionate about, you know, I, I make this statement, and it, I don't make it lightly. I say I want to weaponize your curiosity, and, and what I mean by that is that I want you to, you know, stop being uh, just a consumer of this information, you know, as a fan or a viewer or a listener, and I want you to become an active participant to contribute to the field. We need things like, as you're talking about your reporting how it's evolved over time and, and and that's the thing we need people to get involved to have a voice and to tell you know, everybody should discuss what their opinions are what their what their thoughts are on this it's the only way we're going to get closer to the truth if people start contributing investigating looking at this and engaging the topic for themselves so really that's what i want with the movie. I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'm just kind of reporting the news. And if that's hard for your mind to handle, that's your problem. It, it's not mine. You know, getting back on topic here, let me ask you this. Let, let's fast forward a little bit. So uh, the Gormans flee the ranch. The ranch is then purchased by Robert Bigelow, who is the, uh, the owner of Bigelow Aerospace and uh, Budget Suites. Uh, he takes it over. And he starts studying this ranch. And there's a part of the film, again, I don't want to give too many spoilers, uh, speaking about animals, uh, not just what happened to animals on the ranch, but uh, there was a certain point in the film where it talks about how dogs were used as something uh, called, was it biosensors? Sure. I mean, look, you know, a dog at your home that's a security dog is also a biosensor. That's just a cool way of saying, you know, dogs can sense some stuff. But yeah, there were dog pens that were built by these observation towers that I do feature in my film. And yeah, absolutely. They are great biosensors. You know that if you own a dog and it jumps to the front door because it knows somebody's outside and you didn't know. So that's interesting that you literally talked about your dogs mm -hmm. and how they sense something. And then, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Because it's true. 
Unless the, oh, the dog's much. in my house where they just bark at everything. Right, right. Either that or there's a whole lot of activity that I'm unaware of that the dogs are freaking out about. Anyways. So precisely. And yet animals were harmed violently at the ranch. Right. And, you know, again, that is just a small piece. I mean, again, there are so many experiments, so many things that happen on this ranch as far as the investigation and the scientific study of it. But fast forwarding a, a little further, so the study was done. Uh, Bigelow eventually uh, transferred rights of the ranch. Now, before it was purchased by the, the current owner, was there was this government study of the ranch after yes. Bigelow's. Yes, and, and that's something that really uh, – this movie is really breaking some news if people pay attention what's to what's going on here. So yes, we have the one you know study by Robert Bigelow. Uh, I think it was for, like for seven years, 24 hours a day. I mean pretty amazing. And then yeah, we had a defense intelligence agency study, BASS, B-A-A-S-S, one of Bigelow's organizations. Naturally, it got the contract because it was investing – more of its own money. And that's the thing people don't understand. Let me just squash some conspiracy theories here. I work for nobody. I work for myself. I am an independent, fully independent investigative reporter and filmmaker. Self-titled, but I'm making films and, you know, investigative reporting. So I, I feel comfortable with that. Anyway, I don't work for an agency. I'm not part of the CIA. Who are I don't you work a puppet for, Jeremy? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it's it's almost. You should see. My wife will laugh her ass off when you, when when she hears that stuff. It's hilarious. I know. I mean, look, I'm not that interested. <laughs> so so, but but look, you know, I just want to be really clear, you know, because if we get rid of these mystery things, then then what remains is is, is the fascinating part. So so. Bigelow was not a puppet for the military. He had a genuine personal interest in studying the UFO topic. He sent out a crack team of scientists, which I would do if I was a billionaire for sure. That's amazing. He did that, found out it was much more, much more than just UFOs. And then from there, there was this interest about Skinwalker Ranch because the Defense Intelligence Agency, a couple people – uh, through Harry Reid, because George Knapp had informed Harry Reid about, actually originally, about the Lazar story, because he was from Nevada. And and so that's how Harry Reid got interested. And then all of a sudden, the ranch, people read the book, the Defense Intelligence Agency comes out, they, they assess what's going on at the ranch, you know, they're aware that there are places like this on Earth, they have personal experiences called hitchhikers, things that followed them home, things that happened. Direct personal experience, and that initiated that $22 million that the New York Times told you was really, they said it was for ATIP, which was the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program for UFOs, a reactionary program. Turns out that's just not even, there's so much more to it. And, and that was that OSAP, you know, um, Advanced Aerospace Weapons Systems Application Program, something like that. That they funded this $22 million to study Skinwalker Ranch and associated phenomena to UFOs. So that's how it all played out. Then a new owner came in, and there's a third study underway right now by the new owner who is featured in my movie. And that's where we're at now with the study of the ranch. Now, th there's a topic I wanted to get your opinion on because this ties into it. Um, in December of last year… As uh, many of my viewers will know, we covered it on the channel. I, I don't know, unless you're living under a rock, how you wouldn't know about it. But uh, New York Times, I think it was, broke the story uh, about this secret Pentagon study into the UFO uh, phenomenon, uh, along with the release 
of I think it was three, uh, three UFO videos that were uh, encounters with unknown objects by uh, American military aircraft, jets, and things of that nature. And you know, I, I it seems like at the time, you know, the story of this secret Pentagon program, um, uh, the it's it's almost strange, and I and I get this question from a lot of viewers: is that how is it that the government would allow, at the very least, these three videos that came out that were taken by these jets at, at various parts in time? Um, why would the government release that? Why would they allow it to be released? Why would they allow um, Mr. Um, is it Elizondo? Yeah, Lou Elizondo, right. yes. Why would they allow this man to come out and talk about it? And a lot of my viewers uh, are, are seeing that as sort of, well, this is the government pushing misinformation, disinformation. They are attempting – because the government just wouldn't do this, or at the very least they wouldn't allow this. So I wanted to see – and again, it came out that this study of UFOs by the Pentagon, $22 million of a, a lot of that – a big chunk of it was linked directly to Bigelow and Skinwalker Ranch. So I wanted to get your opinion about the government. Do you why do you think it allowed this information in these videos to come out? I mean, what is your stance on the government? Do you think that the government has been hiding this as I do, but they are simply allowing some information to come out, sort of drip feeding us, but keeping keeping the sort of hardcore data to themselves? I mean, what what is it? I mean, you just asked a huge question. So bear, 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 bear with me here because there's a few different elements here. I mean, first of all, there, there is no the government. The, the our, our government is based upon individuals, and all those individuals have their own personal agendas and personal ideas and personal experiences. I'm not going to claim that I understand, but you know how or why this is happening now. And I, but I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. You know, again. You saw in my movie, and I, I won't give it away, but George Knapp knew what was coming. He knew what was coming way before. That was shown in the first bit of my movie. Now, George Knapp is not the New York Times, and he knows that. He was told that. You know, They wanted to get it to a bigger scale. So, so what is that? Are those individuals frustrated in positions of power and knowledge that then come forward and give us these gifts? Or is it something more nefarious that, you know, we're slowly being acclimated to an idea about UFOs? I mean, I'm not going to even pretend to understand. Certainly, the United States government as a whole, even though, you know, it's, it's made up of people, has protected these non-terrestrial programs and information from the public that absolutely we know for a fact that not only have they hid the truth, but they have tried to you know, as a whole, again, you know, there has been an attempt to distort our understanding of the AAV anomalous aerial vehicle or UFO problem, you know, of things flying within our airspace with impunity that that, that has been hidden. So I'm, I am, nobody I think can deny that. That's part of historic documented record. Okay. But the interest of individuals like Lou Elizondo, who I have met, and I, you know, think he's a stand-up guy, and no matter how this is coming about, you know, he did help to get these videos forward. Now, as you might recall, Tyler, and this is why sometimes I seem very close to these cases, is because 
I actually developed a friendship and was on the story of the Tic Tac UFO and broke the story before the New York Times twice. And I, and I did that because I, I, I got a tip. And I followed that tip, and because of my charming personality, I was able to, to make friends with people and start to learn what was going on. But out of respect, because I'm not the New York Times, I had no way to protect these individuals. You know, I was kind of vague about it. But, you know, there was, you know, look, you can really figure it out if you go back and listen to my interviews. So my point is, you know, Commander Fravor is a friend of mine. I just talked with him today. His story, I think, is really important. It, it validates what so many of us suspected, that the government's, our government's interest in UFOs did not end in 1969 with the closing of Project Blue Book, as they have said since 1969. We now know that's, that was not true. So that was a lie. We also know the Pentagon put out statements after the announcement of ATIP. It just right? so changed the guy the coming names. out said, I was head of this UFO program, and they're saying, oh, it ended in 2012. Right, and I was going to well, ask well, you, did you believe that, that it ended? Well, no, it's not, it's, but it's not true. We know it's not true. The guy who head, was head of the program came out and said, it's not true. So now you're asking me, you know, is this guy a puppet for the U.S. government? Well, why is he saying something different than them? And then just use your logic. One of the videos, one of the videos, which by the way, I was the first to tell where it was. I did that on Bizarre States. I actually said it was East Coast. Okay, so I knew that. How did I know that? That video, that video was from 2015. So if tip really closed in 2012, why are we getting videos from right. 2015? Right. I mean, it's just logic. So <laughs> my point is, long story around, Tyler, I don't know the answer to your question. I don't know. All I know is it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing that this acknowledgement is happening. UFOs are real. They're of propulsion systems so advanced and beyond what we have as a nation or any other nation that we are studying it because we want to understand how they work. And I think that is a huge first step. Jeremy, um, you've done it all, man. I, I mean, I, I really appreciate you coming on and talk to me. I mean, this was an amazing film. I mean, well, quick note here, uh, quick question. Did you uh, experience any outside pressure um, while making this film? Uh, you know, any any sort of pressure that uh, was attempting to get you to not make the film or obstruct you a bit? Did you get any sort of vibe that uh, you were being watched as you did this film and investigation? You know, it, it's it's really funny, man. I, I would like to report that. Wow, yeah, there was that much that level of. In I've only had support. I mean, I have to tell you, I've never been resisted, only assisted. People have tipped me off, helped me, moved the ball forward. Um, you know, I'm making my own decisions. I'm doing all this. But no, I'm not getting resistance in any way. In, in fact, I think people – I think there's a high level of interest in this movie in a multitude of government agencies. And I think – I know that actually as a fact. And I think that that is fascinating. How could they not be? They were parts of these programs, right? Right. So, yeah. So no, Tyler, I mean, let's just nail the, you know, hit the nail on the head. No negative pressure. It's almost as if everybody's interested in getting this information out. And, and, and I think that is so refreshing to, to sort of see this shift even within the government itself that people in the government want this information out. They're no longer towing the company line. They are going rogue in many instances and saying this is a real phenomenon. And, you know, Again, I think we're always going to have skeptics. There will be skeptics posting comments about this video, but what I want to say to you guys out there is that 
Jeremy has done a bang-up job on this film, and I, I, it's one of the best documentaries I've seen in years. Make up your own decision. Um, I, I just want to say thanks for coming on, man. You're doing it all. I know you're a busy man. I, I appreciate you coming on this channel and getting the word out, allowing me to let my viewers know about it. Um, I really appreciate it, buddy. No problem, man. Listen, I, I really uh, – I've watched your whole um, presentation evolve. And the more that you evolve with your presentation, the more I respect what you're doing. And I think that it's – I think, again, I want to really nail this on the head. Skepticism is very important. Okay, so I invite skepticism. Please don't just be mean right. or stupid or something like that. Don't be unnecessary. I, I invite skepticism. Just look at the information. Right. Look at it with me. Let's have a dialogue. Right. And I think that that's – I should be more clear here. That's what I was talking about, not the skepticism where you've got someone writing a full paragraph saying, okay, this isn't sort of making sense. What about this? I'm talking about those who just post a one-line comment saying, look, this isn't real. You're a bunch of tinfoil hat-wearing crazies. You know, you're always going to have those, but I, that's, that's I, I agree. That's so lazy. Right. That's it's so lazy, lazy, man. You know, give me something. <laughs> give me a better point. I, I used to be, you know, into mixed martial arts. That was my whole life before this. I mean, give me a worthy opponent, you know, these one-line throwaways. You think that keeps me up at night? Come on, you know. <laughs> give me something to work with here, you know. <laughs> anyway, enjoy the film, you guys. I'm so glad to be able to talk about it. It really is an honor, man. I, I, I'm stoked to be able to reach your audience and just, you know, look, everybody there, you know, life in the universe it, it's bigger than, than we can imagine and it's time to you know start asking some of the big questions and cinema is a beautiful and fun way to do it so enjoy the film and there's another one coming soon so keep keep your eyes open nice guys you heard it first here go and see this film it's uh, <laughs> number one on iTunes you can find it there, Amazon, uh, iTunes specifically. Uh, you'll get a ton of bonus material. I'll put all the information to it down below, the links to it. I'm telling you guys, if there's ever a film that you want to spend a dime on and watch and really get some in-depth info that you can't find online, dare I say you can't find on a secure team video. I mean a guy who's been on the ground, check out this film, Hunt for the Skinwalker. Jeremy, it's been a pleasure. I wish you nothing but success from this film here. I know you're going to be successful i can't wait for your next film thank you for coming on i appreciate it tyler and i appreciate your channel and i i do watch it and i'm going to keep watching and you know thanks again for having me on and hopefully we'll be talking very soon about another film that's dear to my heart so thanks tyler thank you jeremy we'll see you later hmm. okay so Again, big thanks to Jeremy for stopping by and giving us this exclusive interview. One last thing before you guys go. Uh, if any of you follow me on Twitter, I want you guys to tweet to me the hashtag FreeMovieCode. And I will be selecting 10 lucky people where I will then private message you with a code that you will be able to put in on the movie website and actually watch or download the movie for free. So all you need to do, again, is follow me on Twitter, tweet at me the hashtag FreeMovieCode, and I will be private messaging 10 lucky people with the free code to see the film. So... Again, guys, be sure to check this film out. I wouldn't steer you wrong. It's well worth it. Tell me what you guys think. And as always, thank you all for stopping by. I've got much more in the works, so be sure to share and subscribe. Turn on notifications, and I will see you all back in just a bit. Well, I tweeted it, did you?
which one which one is he? <laughs> well, I'm not telling you. <laughs> it's a uh, secure team ten, I think. Okay, so see, I'm scrolling through, and I don't see anybody saying anything about that to him. Maybe it's not him. I, I tweeted it. <laughs> it's at Secure Team Ten, isn't it? That's what I thought. Seventy-six thousand followers. It's got to be him, dude. <clears throat> I think this fucking interview we just listened to mm-hmm. came out like a little bit ago. It's not like uh-huh. I'm sure he's already given them out, but maybe. <clears throat> Some latecomers, maybe they'll he'll hook it up, right. or something. You know what I mean? Hashtag what? Uh, free movie code. Yeah, hashtag free movie code. I just tweeted him. Some you never know. If we both do it. Maybe one of us will get it. Um. So yeah. What were we talking about? Ah. Right, so what do you think? Obviously, we want to watch the movie, <clears throat> so maybe this is one of these things where we get the movie, and then uh, we watch it live, record it, for the listeners, huh? Yeah. I'm but I still think, here's, okay, so this is what I was, I was looking up some things while we were, um... Do we not have a Think Tank podcast, uh, Twitter? I think we do. I was gonna hashtag it. Let me, uh, you know, I'll... Should I tweet at him from that? No, I was gonna. I was trying to see if I can uh, get a fucking interview with him again. Yeah, I got no think tank pod. Here. Oops. Um, this is great pod. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, guys. I'll just do the DJ Podcast Network. That's good. We're good. So, what else you want to talk about? Well, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, I really want to watch the fucking movie. Like, I, I don't think I'll wait till next week to uh, watch it with you. I'll probably watch it this weekend yeah. and then fucking take notes and then we can talk about it. We'll do it, it live. Again. Yeah. So, but should we? Okay, so that's what I was gonna say for you. You got me off. I looked up on because it's on Amazon as mm-hmm. well. It's iTunes. You said it was on Amazon. iTunes, um, Vimeo, and then. Amazon. So I was thinking, why well, have Prime? Maybe it's free for Prime members. It's not. It's not. Um, but you can rent it a dollar cheaper on Amazon Prime for three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe it's. I think it might have been actually cheaper. Hang on, let me go back to Amazon. Yeah, I think it's cheaper to buy it digitally than it is on iTunes. Also. Um, hang on, let me pull it back so up. I think you said eleven ninety nine on Amazon, and it's what fourteen ninety nine on uh, iTunes. Yeah, you can get eleven ninety nine on Amazon. Obviously, you want to click the banner, d2rpn.com, mm-hmm. then click the mm-hmm. banner, then either rent it or buy it. Um, I'm a big fan of purchasing the actual item, but yeah. for this, uh, maybe we'll have to do it this way. Um, we'll get it, and uh, obviously you said you're going to watch it, but I'd still like to watch it and be able to pause and discuss yes. as things yes. go. So we might do like a whopper. Of an episode, because the movie itself is two hours and seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, you with us part one, part stopping, two. And, yeah, we might have to do two different parts or just one giant episode. I'm not sure. Depends on if there's how a the good... How the flow, yeah, how the flow goes. Yeah. Um, but I think that is one we'll do. Yeah, definitely. Next week. All right. Maybe, depending on what you got going on. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm done. Well, no, I'm, I'm good on. Yeah, and maybe I can convince the old lady to uh, watch it with me at home, and if she's interested enough, she can come in and, and discuss it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So don't wait for us to uh, to to play the audio for you, Jesus yeah. Christ! Just spend the fucking money. Go click the banner, yeah. spend the money, and watch it yourself. But we'll do like live commentary with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be advantageous then for us to split it up so people don't fucking. I mean, either way. You're, if you're you're that hard up right. to like not spend eleven dollars or four dollars to even rent it, Jesus Christ, come on! Yeah, it's a no free shit. fucking podcast. Yeah, no shit. At least click the banner for us then, and then yeah, buy something else. Buy your, you know. your dildos and shit on Amazon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we'll do that. So that that'll be coming. Yeah. It may not be the very next episode you get on this stream from Think Tank, but we'll do it eventually. Yeah. Um. Well, it'll get released eventually. We'll probably record it sooner than. Yeah. Than later, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit out there. I, I find the whole thing interesting. You know, I do too. Um, I'm excited to Why watch. Why do they it. call it Skinwalker? I'm curious. Like, well, he kind of briefly touched on it, how, like a shapeshifter type thing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people refer to aliens that do that as shapeshifters, skinwalkers. skinwalkers yeah. So you get that feel, like that weird hair yeah. on the neck, hair stand type of thing, or something. I don't know. No, yeah. not like a creepy crawly screen crawlies. Yeah. That's not what they're talking about. No. But that's what I think of when I yeah. think skinwalker. I think like something that's like, you know, yeah. walking on your skin, yeah, almost no, like a spider. No. It's like they're thing. walking in our skin. Oh, it's even weirder. Yeah, like an Edgar suit. <laughs> Air? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It's interesting. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to get down on that. I like to go out there. That'd be cool. Would you do it? Yeah, fuck yeah, I'd go do that. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing I want to do is I'd like to, I know this is something we talk about off the air, but I'd like to get uh, that George Knapp. I'd like to reach out to him, see if he would do an interview. I'd like George Knapp. I'd like to talk to Jeremy, too. That'd be kind of cool. Jeremy, yeah, the yeah. guy he, they, they just talked to or do just talk to. I'd also like to talk to Robert Bigelow. Yeah. Uh, up his, he's got a fucking Bigelow Aerospace. Mm-hmm. He's got a thing. He's like flying shit to the International Space Station and stuff. So kind of like a SpaceX. But you never hear about Bigelow Aerospace. Yeah. It's weird. I pulled up his website, dude. It's like... That's crazy. He's like doing shit. So, I don't know. Uh, but I'd like to try and get a hold of George Knapp and Robert Bigelow for interviews. Let's yeah. reach out and see if they'll do one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we're too... Oh, and the other guy we were talking about, Bob Lazar. Uh, yeah, always, when he said Lazar, I thought about it I always too. forget the fucking guy's name for some yeah. reason. Uh, maybe, he threw maybe it that's out a, there at one That's point. a mind control thing. They want me to forget that name. Yeah. But who knows? Either way, uh, thanks for yeah, listening. Work on and until uh, next time, huh? Yeah, see you later.
please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. It's that time of year again. No matter what you're celebrating this holiday season, Amazon has gifts for everyone. Go to D2RPN.com and click the Amazon banner and help out the D2R Podcast Network. Happy holidays from everyone here at the D2R Podcast Network. Christmas. It's that time of year again, and if your guy or your girl's got a beard and you want to celebrate with them, why not buy them some Phoenix Beard Oils? We've got great holiday scents that make you just cream your jeans. So, check out phoenixbeardoils.com and give somebody the bird for the holiday season. Ho, ho, motherfucking ho. Question, comment, or concern? 872-242-8311. Or maybe you'd just like to hear your voice instead of ours. 872-242-8311. Then call the D2R Podcast Network hotline at USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. No matter the time or day, you can call 24-7 and operators will be standing by. 872-242-8311. Your call is important to us. 872-242-8311. So once again, USA Chat 311. 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. 